Pediatric Junkies. Welcome back to another episode of the SNAP Podcast. Today we have our first book club episode where Josie and I read a book all about leadership or some form of leadership and discuss what we like and what we didn't like about the book. Today's episode is all about the book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. Let's jump right in. All right. Natalie, what did you think about the book overall? So I actually really enjoyed reading The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. I liked how um, it was pretty general towards um, different team ideas. And I like how it went through not only the story, but um, definitely gave like a breakdown of each section of the pyramid or like the five dysfunctions that they go through and how it applies to all the different types of teams. Um, So I I was a big fan of this book. I agree. I think it made it a little bit of an easier read because there was a storyline as opposed to kind of just feeling like you're being lectured by the author on, you know, this is what a team should be. This is who you're supposed to be. Change this, this, and this about you. So it's easier to watch it happen with multiple characters at one time rather than all of the focus be on just you. So you can see kind of how it might blossom. Um, And I also think that I went into it thinking about it being very geared towards executive leadership. So when I think of that, I think of people who are, you know, on that executive leadership team. So who is running the APTA pediatrics, who's at the top of APTA, those kind of members, as opposed to somebody like us, where we're involved on some of the lower levels. So at the SIG level, at some of the committee levels, Um, And you can think about it in your community too. Like, where are you at in some of your volunteer activities or are you part of any of the leadership at your clinic? So I thought it would be kind of at the higher end portion of that. And what I realized is there were some great takeaways for people who are just running a meeting or even participating in a meeting and different ways that you can attack subjects that come about in those meetings to make things a little bit more efficient and effective. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I like how, what you said about um, the different characters too. Um, I liked how there was more than one or two characters. There were multiple characters we were following and kind of seeing the growth throughout the stories. And then it wasn't just growth with all those different characters. It was some struggle as they put up because usually trying to implement these changes into a group is going to be hard and challenging. So I like that they, within the story, showed those challenges and definitely um, brought up some good points and some some scenarios that may occur when you bring this to a team of some sort. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, so you look at it, the five dysfunctions of a team, and really it's how do you take those dysfunctions and make them productive to make your team better? What do you think was your greatest takeaway from the five different lessons that you took from the book? So definitely my favorite of the lessons um, and the biggest takeaway of so far is um, that conflict can be constructive and that conflict is actually important within a group. And um, the absence of conflict is actually just everybody just trying to get along and move things along faster, but really that's not constructive and you're not getting the best outcome for whatever your group's objective is. And you're um, losing out on that important conversations that need to be had. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that was my favorite takeaway too. I think that the way that it was presented in the book was really an aha kind of moment. Um, because I've, I've kind of heard that lesson before. I don't think that I understood it as well as it was explained in the book. And I don't think I could see it in my head the way that they outlined it in the book for you to kind of watch the characters go through it and see how when they did start disagreeing with each other, it wasn't, it didn't make a more combative work environment. It actually made it more, I think I've said this word already, it's made it made more efficient and effective because they were able to come up with new ideas that didn't just work for one party or a couple people in the group, but worked into everything that they were going for. So when they talked about their mission and their purpose and their goals, how were they really striving towards all of those? And that's kind of where those arguments would come in. But by the end of the meeting, everybody was kind of pleased with how things went because their voice was heard, which I thought was really interesting. So encouraging that everybody has a voice at the table. So you're not just showing up to read through an agenda. Yeah, definitely. And I like what you said about the mission and the goals too, because I know that was a big part of the story is naming, especially with this, um, executive team that we were following they were naming a specific goal and mission as a whole and then obviously each member of this executive team then had other people who reported to them that may have sp different missions and goals but they were always coming back to the larger company's version and so that's going to look different depending on which group you're working in and trying to manage this team that you now have so you may not have like those multiple levels of a mission or goal, but it is helpful to see that when you do have those different levels, whether it's one, two, or a hundred different levels, there can be different missions and goals, but they all need to come back up to like the main mission. Yeah, I 100% I agree. What do you think, if anything, was there anything in the book that you didn't really like? Well, I mean... I, I don't know if there's anything I really didn't like. However, I do think that like the lack of commitment and avoidance of accountability are very similar. So they almost could have been one dysfunction in my mind. Um, I mean, accountability and commitment kind of go hand in hand with me. So you need to be accountable in order to finish what you commit to. Um, but I thought those weren't different. I also did not like that, you know, accountability is important for everybody. And it's like, you need that buy-in for accountability, like the book says, but I don't think it's as big of a dysfunction as this book made it in normal teams. I think most teams, once you have that trust and conflict resolution type of skills within your group, most people will be able to call out. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes where I could see that getting muddled is when it's, you know, is it their head on the line or is it my head on the line kind of situation, especially when it comes to business. But I see what, I see what you're saying for sure. Um, for me, and this is, it has nothing to do with like the lessons or anything like that. Just the way that the book is, I really enjoy 
reading and I enjoy reading about characters. So it was really hard for me to shift from the storyline, which was pretty entertaining to read to the part where it kind of got into the more nitty gritty of the author speaking straight to me. And I was like, oh, but I feel like you already told me all of this. I think it was still a good part and I, I think it was necessary. It was just hard for me to transition. So I think that was the hardest part for me. Well, I kind of liked that I had the two different parts for this book because I'm the opposite. I'm not much of a person who reads a lot and I would rather have the book be, this is what the five dysfunctions are. This is how you can do it. I don't need the storyline attached to it. So the story took me forever to get through and to like keep up with versus like once I got to the second half, I was like, great. Okay. What did I actually <laughs> learn from the story? So I, um, I really like the, the type of books that like tell me, especially since I'm going into reading this book, knowing it's leadership oriented. So I'm kind of already in the mindset of just self-improvement in general. Right. Like just and get the facts. Exactly. I'm, ready to take I'm, not, it. I'm not here to sit and read a story or to hear about the different characters. That's a different time when I'm reading, but yeah, uh, that's funny that we we were the exact opposite with that. So maybe that says that it's for both sets of people, whether you really enjoy reading or whether you're just in it to get the facts, this is a good book for you. And also it means you probably only need to read half of it, <laughs> whichever <laughs> half you want. <laughs> That's funny. Natalie, do you see yourself in the future recommending this book to anybody? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think overall you get a lot of takeaways and like we kind of talked away, talked about at the beginning it really is applicable to lots of different groups, not just executive boards, but um, you can really take a lot of takeaways based off, even with group projects in school or um, community groups throughout the organizations you might be working with. What yeah. about you, Josie? I agree. I've actually already recommended it to my dad because he was just talking to me about his team and about how easy meetings were. And this comes back to our favorite lesson from it. And he said, you know, they just go so fast. You know, everybody's like very agreeable in the meeting. And I said, well, actually, dad, I just read this book. <laughs> it's not a great thing. <laughs> yeah, he took it really well and asked for it. So I gave it to him. And so I'm excited to see what his takeaways are since he's in more of that business leadership role that I think this book was kind of written for. Um, but like we said, it can be applied in so many different realms. I think it was a really good first book for us to read when we're talking about leadership, because I think at first people are put into leadership roles and maybe they're not necessarily leaders yet. And yeah, definitely. Right. Like people feel that they're like, oh, okay, I got this new opportunity. I really want to excel at it, but how do I do it? And so something that I really like to talk about is intentional leadership. So are you intentionally being a leader? Are you building yourself so that you can lead other people well, or are you just in this leadership position because you were placed there and you're just going to keep being complacent with where you're placed rather than striving to be the best leader you are there. So people really want you to be at that next level. Um, so yeah, I, think I that, agree. I think that this Go is ahead. a really good book for that because you could be maybe placed in a leadership position where you don't know what you're really doing yet. And this kind of gives you some really actionable steps for 
at least hosting a meeting. And maybe you don't have the most important meetings that you're hosting, but it's time to start building those skills and encouraging the people around you to build their leadership skills. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think um, a good point that you made is that people can build their leadership skills. Like you're not born a leader. And so reading this book before you're in a leadership position, like you're before you're even running your own meeting yourself, you can start building those skills and learning how to have even constructive um, conversations with your team members or your coworkers. And then as you grow in those skills, then that might push you to become a leader or take on more responsibility as um, it opens up to you. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. So overall ranking, if I was going to rank this book, I'd probably give it a six out of 10. It wasn't the most mind-blowing book. I had some takeaways. It was pretty good. I'd recommend it to people, but it wasn't one of those like life-changing books. I'm expecting one of these books that we read for me to just be like blown out of the water. Holy cow. I didn't know this. I need to change my life. Yeah, I would agree. Um, in my mind, we were doing stars. So I was going to give it four out of five stars because I thought it was good enough to um, recommend to others. And I did think it was a good read. But like you said, I mean, like, I believe three out of the five dysfunctions were very well explained and um, made a lot of sense. And I think that it's built for a lot of different people whether you want to read the story part or the straight facts, so. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We should probably decide on what our ranking scale is. I was going on the pain scale, which obviously you know where my head is at. <laughs> well, if you're going for the pain scale, six out of 10 is a really hard read to go through that book. <laughs> I guess, maybe not. Yeah, that was a bad way to think of it. Let's do stars. I think, I agree. I would go three and a half stars. Can I give you a half a star? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what Goodreads does half a star, right? So I don't know. I'm thinking like Netflix, Amazon. (laughs) I don't know. So so I'd say (laughs) I changed my ranking three out of five, three and a half out of five stars for the five dysfunctions of a team. Perfect. Okay, guys. So again, that was our take on the five dysfunctions of a team. As you can tell, we're a little bit different in how we read books, so I'm sure that will come up again in the rest of our book club episodes. If you like this, hit subscribe so you don't miss another episode, and go pick up The Five Dysfunctions of a Team wherever you read books. Till next time, friends.